Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Sip on the go with a Starbucks Ice Shaken Espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. You know, the misogyny on TikTok is terrifying. Like it's, you know, it's like a whole, especially like I'm trying to break into the rock scene more um, and not so much like the Blink-182 side of it. Um, you know, I, I don't feel that connected to pop punk, but more of like, you know, like, I don't know, like the the Mitskis and the Sir Chloe's and, you know, like, like that kind of realm. And um, especially coming from like more of a pop lane, like, and transitioning into that rock thing, especially after like getting off of a major label, like mm. I, I get a lot of like industry plant accusations. It's a very like protected community, which is fair. You know, like there are a lot of, especially now with like the influx of like people just using rock as like a, a prop to like be trendy, you know, versus like mm. having context and having like passion for real rock music, that's like a trend I'm seeing. So I understand the gatekeepy nature, but people get really, really, really defensive, especially when women come on the app and are like, hey, I make rock music. And you get a bunch of like, like rock bros in the comments being like, you're a fucking industry plan. Like, you don't know what the fuck uh, you're talking about. Like, mm. this shit is ass. Like, but you know, I was in the DIY scene in high school and the punk scene and stuff. And I was making pop music. And so I've been called a, a poser and a sellout, like ever since I was like 15, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of getting used to it now. What a dated phrase to like a sellout or <laughs> like a poser. Like that feels so, <laughs> but that was a thing That's, and how yeah. quickly it's like completely become not a thing. Like if anyone's saying a sellout, it's like, yeah, what are you talking about? You don't like having a career. You don't like, it's like people. you're 60, aren't you? <laughs> and you never ha you never got the job you wanted the, the punk scene's been reckoning with this as long as i can remember i was um i mean like if anyone anyone listening is old enough to remember like when against me signed to a major label in like what 2000 
three or something like that. And like, she's like, yeah, like we were completely maligned by the DIY scene after that. And she was just like, look, we're just trying to pay our bills. Like that's all this is. Um, and, and there's just like su- such ire like directed against that. It's crazy. Mm. Well, I think people feel like a really strong, they feel like this really warped sense of ownership over bands. Mm-hmm. And I think you brought up Mitski, and I think that's something we're seeing now that's really fascinating is watching her fans kind of like, she has a very strange, intense subset of fans that feel like they have this connection to her that doesn't really exist. And so I think that hasn't really changed in some ways in terms of this ownership or entitlement that fans have toward an artist who's just a human, you know? Mm. But now it must feel great for you when you have to go through all the rejection therapy to have memes made that say, who needs therapy when you have Chloe Lilac, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Well, it's definitely, it makes me feel like I've really earned you know, it makes me feel like I'm earning the plays and I'm earning, especially being an independent artist, like if like I'm going out and I'm self-promoting. And so if people like if people are shitting on me, like I'd rather them shit on me than not hear my music, you know, <laughs> any publicity is good publicity. Well, I don't know about that, but it's <laughs> I don't know about that in the cancel culture. Age. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> hey, you're part of the conversation. I, I guess. I mean, I, you know, I think that whole Tramp Stamps thing, if you guys remember that from last year, did you guys watch that controversy? Refresh it for f- people who don't know. Refresh us. <laughs> like me. On TikTok, there was this, there was this um, very kind of, I don't want to like start B for anything, but, you know, very kind of like curated, like, weird like we are trying to appeal to like 13 year olds who like pop punk like Mm. girl band um of women in their like mid to late 20s who were like dyeing their hair and just kind of using the punk aesthetic because it was Mm. you know as like a prop and um they wrote this one song i forget what it's called but it like blew up on tiktok in the worst way and everyone jumped on them so fast (laughs) and it was so crazy that um anthony fantano Talk, is that his name? He talked yeah. about it, that, like yeah. music blogger. He talked about it and he's like massive. It was, it was a great, but I think that was like um, a really interesting case study on like, you know, like cancel culture within the punk scene and like gatekeeping and it, you know, when is it necessary and when is it overkill? Like it's hard, it's hard to tell, especially in the age of the internet. Um, like, it's like, okay, like, maybe maybe i don't know them but maybe these women were like trying to use punk as a vehicle to get success but like you know is that like punishable by like death threats or is that just like oh like i'm not into that you know what i mean yeah it's really interesting that situation was really fascinating to me like watching that go down and that's actually my worst nightmare watching that happen i was like Thank God that's not me. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that's so scary. I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's kind of unpredictable when people will go off and about what. And it's just, it's so crazy to me because like for me, the if, if you notice something that doesn't vibe with your sensibilities or maybe you're thinking like, oh, they're just trying to use whatever is a vehicle, don't listen to it. Like, you, you know, it's, it's not for you. People just get so fired up on the internet so i think that's you know talking to like my artist friends and stuff i think that's like 
one of the hardest parts about self-promoting online is like, you know, you can, you can get jumped on that fast. You can wake up one day and the whole internet hates you Mm -hmm. because you wrote a stupid, like silly song, you know, like, so there's a lot more like weight to everything, especially if you're trying to break into like the pop punk or the punk scene and you're Mm -hmm. not being a hundred percent authentic about it. And you're not like hardcore and like coming from Mm -hmm. the roots, you know? Yeah. But even now there's like less of that happening. You know, it was like a time and place thing, I think for that band. I feel like we're kind of talking around the subject, but I think like there's a very, very good example, very big example of what we're talking about. And uh, his name begins with M and ends with Y. You know who we're talking about. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was thinking about him. Yeah. I like how you said we're talking around it and then didn't say the name. Yeah, we're we're continuing (laughs) to not talk about it. Yes, I understand that he is a controversial figure and no, I don't think it's authentic. And yes, I just think he's trying to like start beefs to 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 get his name around there. But you know, I like some of his songs and I will listen to them unironically. And we've talked about this before. Like, I don't think we at the pod believe in guilty pleasures. It's just pleasure. Like, why do you have to feel bad about what you like? It's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I something I've been thinking about a lot, especially in my own music is you know, context and like, you know, with that fast food music thing, like I, I like it's fascinating to me, like the way that rock is being like or pop music is being rebranded as rock music right now. Hmm. Um, and it's a lot of a lot of people like Machine Gun Kelly. I'll say his name. Oh, wait, wait. Um, M and Y. I thought we were talking about Moby. <laughs> sorry cut continue i've just been thinking a lot lame. about like i think what makes me angry as a true student and fan of rock music my whole life um like i don't know i think I think what's what's la- I, I always like wanted to ask me like because I would I was one of those people who would get angry about it. I would never send someone hate. But like it does kind of piss me off sometimes when people and I had to like think about it. And I was like, why am I why am I getting angry about this? You know, because it's like at the end of the day, it's someone creating and it's someone expressing and that should be celebrated always, I feel unless if it's hurting other people and Machine Gun Kelly is not hurting anyone. So like, why am I angry about it? Um, and it's not just specifically Machine Gun Kelly. It's kind of that whole wave of people just kind of, you know, coming into like the rock scene. And I think it's the lack of context and the lack of understanding. And they listen to one pop pump band and that's it. Um, and so it's it's kind of like I feel like rock and roll has this history of like, like, I don't know, like, like it's hardcore and it's like you work really hard and, you know, it's, you know, it it its roots are blues and like that comes from like you know like pain and like your life has to suck if you're gonna understand how to do this yeah you know and it feels like people are just sliding into it and it and it's easy you know and it's like you know and they're like oh well you know there's no depth there's no historical context to like any of the stuff they're making they're just like blink 182 and that's it not acknowledging anything of Blink-182's references or like influences and mm. not acknowledging anyone else from that time period, you know? So I think that's mm. what bothers me the most. When people make real references 
and don't just like take stuff at a surface level. That's when I respect it as a as a like fan and student of rock. But I think that's that's like I don't know. I don't know if that relates to what what you were saying, Anthony. But I I don't know. I was I just I've been thinking about that so much, and I, I was talking to my mom about it too um because she's also like a huge rock fan and you know i get a lot of my stuff from her and my dad and um yeah we were having a lot of conversations about just different artists that are doing that and why we both get so like heated about it i think it's i don't know but then it's also like why do you have to suffer in order to feel in order for your art to be valid you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i wonder what that says about me that i you know think that that you know like, why do I feel that way? You know, mm. it's interesting. No, I mean, we, we talked about that only a couple of weeks back. I mean, with with a niece, because w- he is a very positive artist. Go listen to him. Like he he makes really good indie rap music and all of his stuff is just so uplifting and joyful was the word that he used. And we were talking about like, why is sadness and suffering considered the only place where you can find depth in art? You know, there's so much complexity and positive emotions too i think i i agree with that that's something i've been thinking i had a really interesting talk with my friend about that a couple months ago where you know i fall into that trap a lot as an artist like you know i'm like oh well you know i've been through this and like that makes my art and my experience like more valid than like you know other people who haven't been through this experience and like Mm -hmm. i think that's that's bullshit and that's just like ego and that's whack um and something that I need to work on as a human being to not project onto others and like project onto art, especially. And I also think that's the problem, not the problem, but kind of the, I don't know, I'm gonna go with it. The problem with punk and like the problem with DIY culture and the gatekeeping aspect of it. I love punk and I love DIY culture, but I feel like, you know, they, it's that same feeling of like, you have to suffer and you have to be tortured in order for your art to be recognized as valid, you know? Like that's yeah. so late. <laughs> and, and I like that. Like I need to stop being like that, you know? And there's just like this big kind of hypocrisy there. Like I'm thinking specifically um, Laura Jane Grace when she was talking about coming up in the DIY scene and like the ire that she and against me got when they they quote sold out when they signed their record deal she's just like all these kids who are like part of the DIY scene are like trust fund kids they can afford to not work mm-hmm. she's like i'm nobody from gainesville florida and i'm just trying to like make a living with my art that's amazing i mean same shit happened to jawbreaker i was talking to my friend about this my friend andy who makes a lot of my music with me um we were talking about this the other day cuz he like he showed me Jawbreaker. I'd only listened to like one of their songs and they're amazing. And there's so many, you can hear their influences in so many other bands that come after them. But anyway, he was telling me that like, you know, they're like this punk band and they're from like the punk scene, like in the nineties. So they were like really, you know, like, like hardcore. And then they signed with a label, a major label. I forget which one. And, um, they put out their album, Dear You. And it's like their best album. This is all like from Andy, by the way, this is Andy's words, not mine, but um, (laughs) he was talking, he was like telling me about how they signed and um, like the, the backlash they got from the punk and the DIY scene was so bad that their band broke up and they couldn't enjoy making music anymore, which is so sad. Like, wow. 
that that's so sad you know that's sad that like like that's the culture that's bred versus like celebrating and enjoying art you know because isn't that what the diy and punk scene should be about it's about like creating and you know accessibility and all that you know like it's you know suggested donation shows so that you can see art more so why are we shitting on artists once they like start to succeed you know <clears throat> interesting do you think there's also like an aspect of jealousy to it absolutely 100 like, that's what i experienced um yeah, right? and especially like as a woman there's that element of like people were in in the diy scene that i was in people were who had never even like met me before were saying that my dad bought my record deal oh my god as if my dad's bezos my dad's an architect like <laughs> you know like what like he has no music industry you know what i mean like yeah like he like what like you know thanks for thinking i'm not rich but it's, <laughs> there's an element of like if i was a dude i don't know if that would be the same there would be the same amount of like backlash you know mm -hmm. i i wonder that sometimes when i think back on that time i'm like it happened a long time ago but it was really it was like incredibly invalidating and it was all these kids who like didn't know me and didn't listen to my music so you know yeah. and if they yeah. did they listened to like half of one song they were like this is trash and i was like because it's not black sabbath you know what i mean like mm -hmm. like i don't know it's just it's just weird man it's it's a weird culture <laughs> It sounds like the energy of someone, yeah, the name one Black Sabbath song energy. Like yeah. Have the shirt, you know? 100%. Wow, dude. Can we I think Black Sabbath t-shirt, name all of their albums in order. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's definitely like this feeling that's always been there of, of people feeling like everything is corrupted in some way and finding something mm. pure. There's this obsession with finding something pure, right? Like something where the band, it came straight from the band. Because in a lot of ways, everything is corrupted to some degree, right? Like there is this corporate specter looming over everything. And so male manipulators. I, I, <laughs> I totally get back. all roads lead back. Like I, <laughs> I, I know, like, I think I understand that instinct to a degree of like wanting to find this pure thing and feeling so connected to something like that. But it's, it's also a little naive, I think, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, like right now. Like, what's that big trend going? Like, the big Twitter trend is right now is, you know, the the format of, like, never ask a man his salary, a woman his age, and why this person's name is blue on Wikipedia, or why their parents' name is blue on Wikipedia. I just saw that. <laughs> and it's and it has to do with, like, nepotism. It's like, never ask this person why their dad is uh, famous or whatever, right? And so it's totally, like, a, it feels like a very bitter meme format you know it's like everything's nepotistic everything's rigged you know yeah i've i've noticed that too it's a big thing on tiktok i'm not as active on twitter but tiktok i'm constantly on it and people are like especially i don't know people just talk about how like you know oh and the whole entertainment industry just has nepotism babies that's not true like first of all every industry has nepotism so mm -hmm. let's start there but you know, like having like the entertainment industry, it's no secret that the entertainment industry is absolutely full of, you know, people with well-connected people and people, you know, especially like, how do I say this? Like being a working artist is almost impossible without some sort of family backbone. If you're not, you know, full-time working artist, 
uh, without, you know, some sort of financial savings or like Mm -hmm. some sort of like thing. Um, you have to have privilege in order to, to be a working artist. Like that's just, you know, like a full-time working artist, like having a part-time job, that's different, but like, you know, so that's, I think people are really bitter about that justifiably. And I think that says something about the music industry and that we need to like, um, we need to take care of our musicians and our, like, just the end of the people in our industry better. Cause I think a lot of people are upset and a lot of people are justifiably like, you know, suffering cause it's, it's a really expensive industry. There's a lot of money in music, you know, and I'm sure there isn't like so much in film too. And you know, the entertainment industry in general, it's like a lot of money laundering and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, we need to like create more living wages for artists so that we can have more, I don't know how that would even happen, but like there just something needs to change so that there can be more accessibility because right now like obviously people are upset justifiably though like it's like you have to have some sort of you know i come from an upper middle class family like my parents can help me out with rent if i can't pay it one month you know like god you know god willing they won't have to but you know a lot of people don't have that opportunity and so it's like i wish there was some sort of like guaranteed like fallback or like healthcare or anything that came in music. You know what I mean? Artists union. We need to unionize all musicians. We totally, we need to truly though. Like we need healthcare. Truly yes. we need healthcare. So do podcasters get us healthcare, Mitch. Please. We need it. We're suffering. <laughs> it's, so, it's bad. I'm going to tie a quick bow on this. Let's do another quick little edition of hashtag mood who's ready let's do it yeah Thank you, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that song that I'm sure is going to be bumping at all the skate parks pretty soon. Oh, yeah. What is hashtag mood, you ask? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do right now is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline where Drew has selected a voicemail for us to listen to from a fan and or friend of the pod. We're going to listen to it and we are each going to pick a song that matches their mood. And our inbox has been pretty full for a while, so Drew has had his pick of the litter. Let his let us see what he has in store for us today. Hi, Tunes and Tumblers crew. This is Anthony's mom. Oh my god. I'm a big fan of yours. Of course, I'm the biggest fan of Anthony because he's awesome. But I decided that I should give you my hashtag mood. Because although I'm not your regular demographic, I really enjoy your show. (laughs) So I want my own hashtag mood playlist. Here's my mood. And it's been coming up a lot lately. Um, I'm a teacher. I'm a high school teacher. I teach mostly freshmen, which means 14, 15-year-old boys and girls. I'm very um, happy to be a teacher sometimes and other times not. (laughs) But there are times when these kids get on my last 
nerve. Now, here's an example. I spend a long time giving them ex an explanation of what they need to do for the day, and I get at least six or seven or eight of them coming up to me after my explanation saying, uh, what am I supposed to do? I then yeah. uh, question my choice of careers. Um, luckily, um. I don't get that all the time. There are times when I'm happy to be a teacher, but for those times, for those times when the kids are on my last nerve and I just can't stand it, can you give me a playlist to listen to that will help me? I'm not sure whether you're going to do it in such a way to, to get me out of it or just to reflect my mood, but I know you can do it. I think you guys are really talented, and Aww. I hope to hear my own personal playlist. Thank you. Bye, Anthony. Bye, Mom. <laughs> oh, my God, Drew. <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, is this the first time we've had a family member call in? I think so, yeah. Wow. Thank you, Mom, so much for sending this in. Um, I'm sorry that you're having to deal with this. I do know, however, guys, that she's retiring at the end of the school year. So she's oh, almost nice. almost nice. out of it. Um, I can kick off this one. Uh, when things get overwhelming for me, especially now, um, I've been meditating for a while. And a lot of times it's just about giving yourself space, space between the feeling and what you do and just breathe just breathe by pearl jam um uh one of their later songs i think like 2009 but it's just it's this acoustic ballad where eddie vetter is telling us just to breathe and it's it's beautiful there's also like i think like a pan flute in there as well so great stuff go listen to it um there's this one song it's called gooder than before and um, it's just like, there's this very, the whole album, I really suggest you guys listen to it. It's amazing. And it's really crazy. It sounds like a collage, like a sonic collage. And it's, um, it's all about living in the moment. Um, but Gooder Than Before is just like, I'm feeling better than before. And it's kind of like a, this like silly song where he's just kind of playing guitar and he burps. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's a good one. It's just a very playful, light album. It's like the perfect one to listen to if you're like cleaning your house and it's like a nice day and then you go get like a smoothie or something, you know? It's a good one when I'm feeling down, I listen to, to Let It Happen. Nice. Um, so <laughs> this one <laughs> that uh, I chose is sort of to help maybe, I mean, it's frustrating. Kids are Kids can be tough to deal with. Um, this song will hopefully help, you know, maybe, maybe it'll help her see it from their perspective. Um, they should have been listening, but you know, if things are tough, life is a nightmare. I'm just a kid by simple plan. We'll let you know just what they're going through on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, things, things, things can be pretty, pretty awful when you're a kid. So, um, yeah, just, just to help maybe see both sides of, of the situation a little bit. Taking it back to our pop punk discussion, Pedro. And also, if these kids give you any trouble, just give us their address. <laughs> it won't be a problem anymore. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I have a pick um, from the artist Pharaoh Sanders. 
purveyor of spiritual jazz, and it's called The Creator Has a Master Plan, and it's a really uh, nice kind of celestial, um, reflective piece of jazz. And there's a master plan, and there will be peace and happiness for everyone. And um, I think it's a good one to vibe out on and to meditate on. And even when it feels like your kids, it all feels hopeless, and they're not going to um, get anywhere in life and fuck everything up, there's a plan. There's a master plan. Um, so yeah, vibe out, vibe out on that one. That's my recommendation. There's a le- there's a lesson plan. Trust the lesson plan. <laughs> there you go. Trust the creator the has a lesson plan. plan. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right. The song that always chills me out when I'm pissed off is "The Man in Me" by Bob Dylan. Mm. Oh wow. <laughs> that's that's a good one <laughs> i like that i would suggest that it's a good it's a good like cool off like all right let's listen to bob dylan for a second you yeah. know <laughs> what a wonderful feeling right um that's the also the opening of the big lebowski right oh really yeah oh my god i gotta rewatch that wow i didn't i didn't even notice that wow <laughs> There, there's a great line in there too where he says there's a um <laughs> i'll do nearly any task uh, as for compensation there's a oh what is it well anyway yeah that's a great that's a great pick listeners look up the lyric for us and and text it to the tunes and tumblers hotline at uh 626-604-6477 um also give us a mood at that that number or a word or a or a word Yep. Oh my God. Try to make it at least a complete sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much. Also, go into that episode description, scroll to the very bottom. You'll find a link there where you can directly support the pod. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.